Welcome to Talks at Stellenbosch Uni, Stellenbosch University's podcast where we talk about current topics and innovative research done at the university. Today we are joined by Professor Lizette Rabah. She is a professor in journalism at Stellenbosch University and boasts a long and distinguished career as an expert in different aspects of journalism. She has received many numerous awards and continues to do research on media history and cultural history. Prof, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. Prof, there's this old saying or one that goes around in media circles that don't let facts get in the way of a good story. So we're going to talk a bit about fake news today. And it has become a lot easier for people with social media to spread untruths and conspiracy theories. Why are some people so hell-bent on spreading fake news? You know, it's um, in times of uncertainty, people want to hang on to certain things that might provide security and certainty. I think that's the main reason why we see this surge in fake news. And in such times, conspiracy theories thrive because, you know, we are only human. We'd like to think things are not as bad as they seem, or we might want to believe that others are to blame for the bad spot we find ourselves in, or it may sound as if it's not as bad, or that there are easy answers, or even better, maybe even easy cures, as we've heard from very prominent people. So conspiracy theories find a fertile earth among the conservative Um, We would prefer not to be challenged to think outside their comfort zone. So conspiracy theories or fake news flourish among such mostly right-wing conservative groupings where their own views on things are actually reinforced by those fake news. Um, We know it's much better to be in a comfort zone and to feel you are rightly and righteously in your own comfort zone than to be challenged by facts that do not fit your own worldview. It's a psychological fact coupled with technology at our fingertips, as you've said, and that is the answer why fake news information can spread news um, or fake news, um, uh, to use that word, then virally. As an aside, there's a school of thought that argues we should not refer to fake news because it gives fake the status of news, whereas it must simply be fake information or disinformation. That is actually a very important fact that we need to take into consideration in in actually renaming it and to say it's not news, it's just something completely irrelevant or not truth, untruth. There's a whole school who, who vehemently say we should not talk about fake news because it gives fake the status of news. It should simply be disinformation. And in your views, why have we seen such an increase in fake news over the last few years? Um, you know, <laughs> a very short answer, the digital revolution Um, But to expand on that, almost anyone can build a website where the architecture of that website looks like a bona fide mainstream news website. And it's not rocket science. During the 2016 presidential election in America, there were even teenagers from an East Bloc country who built a website to support Trump after they realized they can make a quick buck from it and started to post news, feeding into that pro-Trump, anti-Clinton narrative. And apparently they made up to $16,000 a day with their bogus website. So it's really so easy to create fake news. You don't even have to be a computer boffin. 
to be able to do so. What is called deep fake, even worse than fake, can now be created with a simple app on your smartphone. Just that's all you need, an app. And deep fake is where you can make someone make outrageous statements with a person's lips synced with the audio. So it seems as if the, that person is really saying those words. So besides algorithms, it's really the agenda setter in terms of, of creating viral news feeds. Algorithms rule our lives. And if we add to that what is called troll armies, um, all of it will lead to what is called tours, Twitter wars, and really radicalizing whole societies as we see currently um, happening. As I listen to you, uh, it, it seems to me that somebody needs to be held accountable. Or what, uh, what would you say is the implications of spreading fake news, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic that we are currently in? You know, um, of course, different groups have different reasons, but um, the implications in one were dangerous. Um, we have even seen in the body language of the American president's medical advisors how they reacted when he made some of those outrageous and dangerous statements. It's it's unfortunate, you know, we are just human beings and people and especially in uncertain times seemingly have a preponderance to accept unproven theories, especially if they come from what is supposed to be credible sources. Um, if I may, Ernest Hemingway <laughs> referred to the fact that everybody should have a built in bullshit detector. <laughs> <laughs> it's as if our ability to have a built-in bullshit detector is under severe strain in times of crises. Yeah, I think we saw recently in a South African publication front page that they actually had fake news on and the editor had to come back and say, listen, sorry, we made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a pity, but it's um, under the pressure of the 24-7 newsroom. And that's why also mainstream newsrooms have to be on the lookout for how they might fall, um, a, a become a victim of, of fake news. Given that it's so easy to forward a WhatsApp message or retweet someone else's tweet, what can ordinary citizens do to help the curb, to curb the spread of fake news? Um, that already referred to bullshit detector remains important. And I think we all have it. I think we all can sense this is just, it's, it cannot be true. So ask yourself whether it's plausible or possible. And if not, it might be fake. Although, of course, we know facts are sometimes stranger than fiction. That's also true. But it's one thing to ask yourself whether it's possible, especially, especially if you know you might be leaning towards somewhat extremist and populist world views. And it absolutely feeds into what you think is happening. But what are not, nothing but conspiracy theories. So ask yourself, what is the source? Is it something forwarded on the Neighborhood Watch's WhatsApp without any reference to a source? Or any attribution, whatever, to where it originated from, then suspect the validity of the information. And I must add almost full stop. Do not for forward it. In other words, you can do your own fact checking before forwarding information that you might find suspect. That's a very good principle to live by is just 
make sure before you forward it that your facts are correct. And having said that, there's so much misinformation out there or so much information out there. How does one decide a story or report is real or fake? I think you just touched on it now, but is there something concrete that one can do that? Yeah, you know, we're living under um, 24-7 constant information. It's, it's, it's a time of too much information. It feels like a tsunami that is engulfing us, especially now during the corona crisis. Um, so I think, you know, as an individual, you can decide to get your information from trustworthy, credible, reliable, professional sources. Um, and I want to add, obviously, um, I've been a journalist for many years. I still regard myself as a journalist, although I'm in academia right now. But journalism is more important than ever before. And I want to appeal to the public, support quality journalism. It is not created free of charge. Just as you cannot walk out of a doctor's rooms without paying for her services or out of a supermarket without paying for your basket of goods, you cannot expect to get quality information for free. Fact is, you should always remember in this digital age of ours, if it's for free, then you are the product. Then it means that your personal information and data is traded somewhere else because indeed we know there's nothing like a free lunch. Also not free information. So spend a couple of bucks, whatever you can per month, and subscribe to a credible professional news media source. And do your bit to ensure that our population is served by a journalism that is equitable to what is called a public trust in service of the public it serves. And, you know, um, you can be a supporter of a quality mainstream website by, by deciding how much you want to contribute every month. I do it with the South African one, which is an excellent a news website with excellent information, um, also perspective analysis articles. I do it with uh, British, um, and that one I can mention because it's not a South African one where it might seem as adver advertisement, <laughs> but the British UK Guardian um, news website, for instance, the, the, the UK Guardian is, is almost 200 years old, and it it crossed that digital bridge as an example to other newsrooms. And there they have a three-tiered approach. You can either be a contributor. So, so we all can make a contribution. And there are really good news websites where you can make a contribution or even sign up um, for, for a limited amount per month and know you are paying for the news information that you are consuming. So, so really, um, and especially this week with another announcement on, on Tuesday, which I call Black Tuesday, um, of another newsroom shrinking, um, not only newsroom shrinking, but a whole company shrinking. We, as the public, need to ensure that the fourth estate remains intact. Because if not, for instance, for investigative journalism, we would have been in a far deeper morass than we 
we still are. But journalism will save a democracy. Without journalism, without a free press, without free media, a country cannot call itself a democracy. And each of us in the public sphere can do our little bit to ensure we are uh, serviced by quality journalism that, that talks to the South African press code and lives up to the South African press code. Yeah, I think that, uh, as you mentioned earlier this week, the announcement, uh, it is very important for us to support the local industry so that we get credible sources. Uh, in closing, there's, uh, and you've mentioned it now, to, to actually go to the credible sources. There's a quote by Pablo Reyes that says, believe half of what you see and nothing you read online. Having said that, I think it's important for us to realize that the credible sources are the ones to go to. Uh, yeah, and, so and nowadays online, obviously, with the digital revolution, I mean, print, um, the days are counted. Um, it's not viable anymore. The print media model cannot sustain itself. And we hope the digital media model will be able to sustain itself. So nowadays, what you read online, make sure it comes from a credible source. Thank you very much, Prof. It has been an insightful few minutes with you. And I hope that we can continue living in a society where there is journalism that is truthful and that builds the country and the nation and the world. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Follow all the latest Stellenbosch University news at www.sun.ac.za or follow us on all the largest social media platforms.